Cabernet Talks, episode three. Welcome. We are here in a special edition today in the Roach Team office, which uh, is a big name in the Philly real estate world. I'm sure you know, everyone knows. So I wanted to uh, make sure that we got him on as a guest. Uh, he has a lot of knowledge in the Philadelphia real estate industry. He's been through uh, some of the bad and the good, and he's seen it all. So we, we definitely wanted to make sure that we had him on. And uh, without further ado, we just want to get some background from him because this guy has a story to tell. Alex, pleasure. Welcome. Thank yes. you very much for having me. It's, it's a long time, um, long time coming. I know we've been talking a lot to get in here, so I appreciate your patience. No, definitely, and, definitely. And, uh, I'm glad taking, you did it. Yeah, no, taking the trip to Fishtown. Right. Know, coming to see us. I know you guys typically are posted up in our, uh, our KW Philly office. Yep. But, you know, it's been it's, it's nice to get you. Uh, get and you if you ever here. see this office, it's beautiful. Yeah, okay? it's, it's an office that you definitely want to come visit. Uh, you know, definitely not your average real estate office. Yeah, no, so. I mean, that's 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 kind of the point. I know we'll probably touch in on a little bit of that, but yeah, yeah no, yeah. I'm excited. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate it. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of you and what you guys do. And Thanks, you know, man. you do a really good job with our Thank team, you. work well here. So it's an honor to be a guest with you. Appreciate Thank it. you. Awesome. So tell us when you got started, because I know... Yeah. You were even before the pandemic market, right? So you started in a regular market. Yeah. Well, you know, um, somewhat similar. Yeah. So I was licensed in 2017. I have a little bit of a unique story. I kind of had a, a little bit of a plan without not really having a plan. Yep. You know, I kind of understood that really um, I was evolving in my career. I, you know, I graduated from Penn State. I'm, I was born and raised in Philadelphia my okay. whole life. So cool. I only had a Philadelphia. The only time I didn't have a four-year Philadelphia address was four years I went to Penn State. You right. know, so that was right. it. So I've been born and raised in the area. Cool. So my heart's been here. You know, I'm a Philly guy. You know, I'm a blue collar. You know, grew up in a, uh, you know, a great family, great middle class family up in the Northeast area. And, awesome. you know, I've always been here. And yeah. so uh, this is my city. This is my town, you know. Eagles green, we all bleed it. You yes. know, so it's yes. uh, this is by the way, it is Kelly Green Day. So. It is, it is Kelly Green Eagle Sunday. Yes, We're so. headed down here right after this. Right, We're going right, right down. He has right a client appreciation trail. party tonight. If you're around it, yep. uh, yeah, this is the party to go to that uh, everybody needs an invitation to. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, our annual client appreciation tailgate. We do it once a year for yeah, all awesome. of our clients. It's a big event, and you know we're, we're we're excited for it tonight. But I was uh, so I, again back to it. I was licensed in 2017, um, and then started kind of working part time. I got licensed, joined Coldwell Banker, um, interviewed now with a manager who now is still with Carol Williams. Um, and met honestly, a lot of my, you know, really good friends in the industry. And some of these guys here that work with me now, uh, met there at Coldwell Banker, you know, Nick Gigani, my president yeah. of sales, who sits right. right behind me, was my mentor at Coldwell Banker when I wow. got there. That's yeah. crazy. Marco okay. Gabriel was my director, who's my director of development, came yeah. in underneath me and Nick at Coldwell, Andrew Gizmondi, uh, our broker record at Coldwell Williams, our director of sale was there. You know, Colin Conway, I, the name and the list all goes on names. and on. All big names. And we all started in the same place. But one thing we really, really realized and we envisioned, we thought we really grew together being in the same space. And I think that's kind of piggybacking a little bit off of what you were talking about with the space downstairs was yeah. I really learned from a beginning or early age that this is a team business. You need to take a group approach at that at, at this business. There's, yeah. there's just way too much and way too much needed for one individual person to be able to take on and grow. You right, know, and that's right. really, really what I started to see and start to isolate. So I never really got, I never joined a team. So when I got in, I, I worked part-time as an agent. I worked full-time outside sales job. I was, you know, running basically 18 hours a day for almost about 18 months. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I didn't spend a single penny of the commissions that I made while I was working. In real Very estate. smart. Very yeah, smart. I, right? uh, no I, agents I, can say that, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I spent, I spent and took everything to the side. And funny enough, that was eventually every, every dollar and everything we saved you, eventually right. came and what, 
came and grew here. Right, yeah. Right. So, you know, looking back on it, like I wasn't saying that I was, you know, some master, you know, Confucius and saw yeah. the view and the hard vision. Work. But I, it was hard just work. that literally I was young and I was, I was a hard worker. I've always been a hard worker and it was just kind of how I was, how it was. And I remember getting my first commission check and being like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I was making 45% too, right. you know, right, like, right. I was still like turning my head back. And that's really yeah. where I realized that, you know, you will, I was an entrepreneur, you know, and I knew that that was really my passion. So, you know, for me, it was like, what's the real next step, you know? So I started selling and obviously at that point you start bringing in additional needs. So I brought in, um, you know, my assistant who's still with my team member team today, so awesome. my first assistant. Great. Um, yeah. Uh, so so you stick with the original people, it helps. Yeah, no everybody. I mean, because, you know, I build this business and I build everything off the culture. You know, I'm a big family oriented person, you know, and I, I know that's such a cliche and cheesy thing to say. Yeah. And I know everybody says that we really are a family, but like that's the difference of what's right. here. You right. know, with, now, how big is the team right now? Yeah, right now we're about 45 people all in, you know, like just around like 50 shy. Once you take, you know, take into consideration like virtual, you know, virtual assistants, right. things like right. that. But, you know, it's a big, big group, you know, and in the beginning, that's, um, you know, it started small and it grew small, but that nucleus and the core and the culture that we founded from the beginning, um, we've always stuck with and yeah. always kept with. And I think that's what's different and what's, what's unique about us is we're all on the same page, right. on the same plan yeah. and understand the same vision. Hence why you have this building, I guess, because you outgrew uh, Center or Center City, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, which is uh, just to point out, you know, these guys came from, I believe it was McCann was in there too, yep. uh, in that office, which is another huge team in obviously the Philly market, you know, one of the biggest yep. uh, other than you guys. Um, you know, so I'm sure that you outgrew that and you needed something bigger to move to, to keep, keep expanding. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Keller Williams is a great company. Um, you know, and that's one. So when I left Keller Williams, I transitioned over to Keller Williams from Colwell in around 2019. That's really when I started my business. Yeah. Um, I left, I think I left it like this November of 18 and started 19, but I really started my team just, um, 2019. It was myself. And everybody that's still here is still here. Everybody that started there that's is still awesome. part of the team. Right. Um, one, one agent actually left, they moved. But um, on top of that, it's just like, that's once again, getting back to like the core nucleus of what we've trying to build. Like yeah. the people that were here from day one still see that and still understand that because right. they're here five plus years later. Right. So uh, yeah, Keller Williams really supports us in a setting and, you know, they understood my growth plan. I mean, one thing that's so unique is about that Keller Williams Philly office, just a Philly office, meaning the 728 South Broad Street. Yeah. Me, David, and Mike, I mean, that's there's three agents in there that are top 50 in the entire country within Keller Williams. It's awesome. extremely, extremely rare, right. but extremely beneficial and powerful for people like myself. Because sure, it helps and, and, the name. Exactly right. And it helps each other, right? Yeah. When you have three large teams and me, Mike, David, I mean, we're all, we all collaborate together. We work together. You know, mm-hmm. um, we're always on calls talking about things, trying to just ultimately, you know, get our teams, ourselves, and our office better. Yeah. And that's really, I think, what Keller Williams does special that really, you know, cultivates the, you know, the energy and the the real environment of the city. And the I mean, atmosphere. you can ju- tell just talking to this guy that he has the fire to, you know, work. And uh, he's not afraid of work, right? He's not afraid of hustling. Um, I think a, a lot of loan officers and realtors ask me every day, how have I made it through the years? You got to work, right? There's no magic There's bullet. No. There's no, oh, you know, what, you know, did you buy this? Did you get this uh, special service or whatever it is? Yep. I think it's just, we get on the street and we do it every day. Yeah. We talked, uh, I, I, you know, we just finished up our business planning clinic. We do two big events a year, our spring, you know, wealth building, you mm-hmm. know, where we really lean into the agent's business plan to reinvigorate and reignite what they're, you know, what they're working. Yeah. Into, right? right. Wealth right. buildings right. grow their future. But sure. the fall, we always do our business planning. We always start. 
in October, obviously our business and naturally cyclically, it's a 45 day turnover, right? Yeah. So like really your new year starts 1115, right? Yeah. Oh, right contract January yeah. 1st. I mean, that's pretty much your, yeah, your flip over date. So we always, we always focus on that. But one thing we were talking about was our purpose and our journey. And, you know, one of the bigger things that I really reiterated to them is, you know, when this market starts shifting, you know, I've been in good markets and I've been in flat markets and, and, and sound markets. This is the worst market I've ever been in, but you know, and, and he, for him to say that, that this is the worst market that he's ever been in, it really goes a lot, right? So, you know, agents that are coming new into the business, I don't think even realize it's, it's the worst market ever because they really don't have anything to go off of. And that's the best, that's the blessing in disguise. And yeah. I teach that to my agents and I tell right. that to them, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. they look me in the eyes and then when they, when they tell me how hard it is, you can really understand it because you know, you yeah. know, but when you're looking in the hot market, you have an agent telling you how hard it was in 2021 or early right. 22, you're like, huh? yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, but, yeah. uh, right. but they the truth know. is, yeah, it, the, the fact is, it's they're learning right now in the hardest industry and the hardest market. And it's yeah. a great opportunity for them to cultivate the best skills today and keep them forever. Because that's, I think, one of the things you can look back on. Every agent can go back and say, man, I wish I did this or I wish I did that. Yeah, and yeah. I know these agents will do that. And I guarantee you the market will shift to where they look back and say, man, I wish I, you know, I did X, Y, and Z. But, you know, the fact is they're learning at the best time, right? right. You know, they're learning when when scarcity is-, is Well, it'll shift again, right? Exactly, we'll right. see the, the good stuff coming back. It, uh, it's going to be a little bit, yeah. but uh, it'll be, I think, by the end of 2024. Yeah, right? absolutely. We, we should see it. A turnaround. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, maybe it, even sooner, maybe even sooner. I think it's really, I think we're dealing with a lot of pent up demand right now. That's right. what I'm saying. You know, I'm talking, I have a lot of buyers and, you know, I'm, I don't personally tri typically work with a lot of buyers, but in a market like this, I am because I want to understand what they're really, what yeah. they're going through. Right. You know, I want to know what these people are saying and what they're, you know, what they're really understanding and what they're seeing in the marketplace. So yeah. that's, that's been a valuable insight, but we're starting to see a lot more people now getting comfortable. I think the, the, the flattening in the setting of, all right, this is what it is. This is what you it know, is. Everybody right. understands two, two, uh, two, right. three percent right. interest rates are so, not reality, and they're not going to come back anytime soon. So it's time to start starting to make a real plan because the fact is, people need to make life moves and life changes, and it's been so pent up and so held up. And I know, I mean, I'm I'm 36 years old, right? I I can tell you. He's a baby. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you. He well, can tell you that right there. Well, there what it I'm is. Excuse <laughs> me. What I'm trying to explain to you is yeah. I can't tell you how many friends that I and family and people that I know that have one, two, three kids that are still stuck in their house and sure. can't make a move can't and move. transition. Right. And I'll tell right. you that's happening all across our yeah. local market here and even more throughout the country. I mean, you have to look at what's going on in a national level and really be, you know, focused solely yeah. here in Philly. That's right. really what I what I do and what I focus on. But I'm confident it's going to bend and it'll, when it breaks, it's going to break even probably higher than it was before. And I think that the agents right now that are learning to do business the right way and to lead generate the right way and follow up the right way and build a, a valuable CRM and database, those are the agents at the end of the day, we're all going to look back on them and say, like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm jealous they learned it this yeah. time, you yeah. know, because yeah. they're going to learn really, really good so things. So take me, take, let's go to the front line, yeah. right? So the, really why we got this guy here is because he is the eyes and ears of what is really going on in the front line of Philly, yep. right? Yep. Is not a better person that I would want to go to, you know, in all my years in business, I looked at, you know, and again, this is our third episode for, for Tabernate Talk. So I looked at, you know, who is the guy that really knows what's happening in Philly, right? He sees it every day. He lives and breathes it. He's here on the weekend. You know, he's, uh, he's studying the market, you know, how do we get back to a regular market here? Yeah. Right. So, you know, we, uh, is it the crime yeah. that is the major issue here? Is it the inventory? Is it the interest rates? Is it all three? Uh, you know, where where do we got to go now yeah. to get us back to a, a 2019 market, yeah. a regular 
market. Yeah, nice balanced market. Right. right? So what do, what's the problem right now? Yeah, I think I think it's. A, I mean, I don't want to take the lazy answer, Alex, and say it's a combination of three right. things. Which, but which, you, which you can because it probably is. It's probably true, but I think what it is is it's. The, if you look at those three things, I think that's the timing of when all those three things have really happened, and then taking a look at it all three yeah. of them, it makes it a pretty insurmountable mountain, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, obviously, crime in the city has been a pretty important, you know, and pretty big thing. You know, hopefully, we have some policy change coming up, and you know, obviously, that's a lot of hopeful wishing, but I think a lot of people can understand that the city in general. I think now more than ever has kind of bounded up of people saying like, even in neighborhoods and cetera, like enough is enough. Yeah, like, like, let's take our city back. Right. right? Like, and, good. and, and it's a shame happen. to say that it's yeah. a shame that we are at that point and have to say that. And it's fear from center city all the way. Cause I have center Everywhere. city and, you know, here in the fish down neighborhood, all the way up Bridesburg, all the way up to oh, Northeast. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's in South Philly. It's starting to roll over where I'm at. And they're starting to say this is getting ridiculous. And, and and so I think that's going to be a setting where the city just has to step back up and take pride in itself, truthfully. You know, yeah. and I hopefully a policy change here will, will help with that because I know this are the residents and I know the city of Philadelphia and they're resilient as all hell. Right? Yeah. We're blue collar. We're tough nosed. We're not going to get pushed around. I feel like that's what a lot of people feel like they are right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm still confident in our city. I, you know, I just look at everything from top to bottom. It's such an affordable really well centralized geographical location as far as for, you know, a large, large, uh, city place being a top 10 major metro market city. We have such room for growth, yeah. you know, such room yeah. for growth. And I do go back to 18 and 19 and watch the Comcast towers being built. And, right. You know, remember the days Which of was when, a good time. Yep. And Amazon, were, you right. know, Amazon was looking on the riverfront, you know, things, yes. yeah, the city was really in a really powerful position. Right. I think that everybody was behind that, but also truthfully, the market was moving. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so houses were turning and people were, you know, developers. And were there building. were no bidding wars. There were exactly no crazy right. stuff like that. It was so just it was a normal more of a, It was once again, more of a norm, more normalized, balanced market, yes. right? Life was balanced. Now, right now, life doesn't seem balanced and hasn't been balanced since COVID. And I think that's really where everybody's kind of trying to get to, right? right? Like we're, we're trying, trying to, to get there. We're trying to get back to that normalized market. Now we obviously have everything going on in the world. Um, and then obviously the financial marketplace. So yeah. for me, I think truthfully, it's it's obviously rates. I think the cost of money right now is just and and how quick it was was yeah. just way way too way way too big of a jump. And I think uh, what it really hurt was the millennial buyer. I mean, you got to look at our marketplace here. My average team age is thirty years old. Our average yeah. team member thirty. All so, young. Very young. That's the demographic typically you're serving. Right. right? People work with people. First time like buyers, to, the whole nine. Right. First time buyers, the people yeah. stepping up through their second homes and things yeah. like that, or yeah. their third homes. And then obviously we we sell all the way up to the high luxury end. But yeah. the one thing you can really recognize is that the middle market here in Philadelphia has seemed to evaporate. And yeah. I think that's what's kind of really paused us. Mm -hmm. You know, when I say the middle market, I'm gonna say you're your five to eight hundred thousand dollar home here in a city that you would see in Fishtown go yeah. on the market for five fifty. And whether it was three or four bids or it was 20 now, showings in one solid bid, it was still turning. Right. Um, it's much lower showing time. You know, sure. our days on the market are continuing to grow. And, you know, well, when you have mortgage payments that are a minimum of 3000 a month now, minimum, yeah, yep. that hurts. Yep. Um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of these buyers come to me. Like you said, they're, they're out there. Yeah. Once I tell them what the mortgage payment's going to be they're running, right? They're, they're not responding to me. They're not getting back to me. They're saying, you know what? That's a little bit too much. I need a payment of 2000 a month or 2500 a month and you can't get there. Yeah. And, they, and the issue you're running into there too, Alex, is it's funny you say that. It's like, hey, you're working a weekend and you have a pre-approval rate and you come back in on Monday after seeing a house and rate, yeah. and you know, the tenure went up and your rate changed, right. you know, and, 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 right. and mortgage rates jumped. And then next thing you know, now that house is $200 more a month. 
Yeah. Even and then last weekend it was four hundred dollars more. How I much know. more can it the constantly buyer take, change? Right? Right. How much more can the buyer take? So I think yeah. that stability is going to be really good for us. Obviously, I think uh, hopefully some policy changes here in the city just really take it a sense of pride and responsibility. You know, and that even gets down to the position of just like cleaning up after yourself. I yeah. mean, that's just it's just normal human decency. I think yeah. is is is, is uh, not saying that we we don't have that here in the Philly, but it's just right. like everybody right. just has right. to go back to being. Right. We'll, normal. We'll, we'll cut people. that part out so that he doesn't. <laughs> So no one listens to that. Well, what part. I mean, fine. What, what, fine. what I'm saying <laughs> is, in general, just like you know, just having the pride back in the city, I think is important, right? Like you see how fired up this end of the city is, and I like truthfully, the Phillies, the Eagles, that brings that renowned sense of energy yeah. to this community yeah. in this area that really just like fires people up. Sure, we say all the time, the best day to make follow up calls is Monday after an Eagles win. Yeah. You know, because everybody's hell, everybody's, yeah, everybody's exactly hype. everybody's juiced stuff. Right. If you call, you know, Monday, just or, don't call before three o'clock yeah, because exactly. uh, you yeah. know if it's a night game, they're yeah. not getting up till three in Philly, but then they'll be in a good mood. <laughs> Exactly. Better, right. you know, so, um, so, you know, but the, that being said, you know, we're, we're, I'm confident in what the city has. I'm confident in, in, in the, you know, in the corporations, the businesses. I also think there's still a lot to go here. I think yeah. that, you know, we still are in a, in a, in a, in a setting of talking affordable nationally, you yeah. know, major metro market. I think we have ways to go. Um, and well, that you know, leads me into, so I ask this every week, right? Because I, uh, you know, I myself live in South Philly and it's still pretty decent, right? The market is kind of moving there, but not what it was. Yep. Okay. Um, but I, I look for, you know, what are the top three neighborhoods yeah. in your mind right now in Philly that you think are the best? If I was going to come to you, Jim, and say, you know, you're the man, right? You, you know, your stuff. You obviously got a team of, of 40 or plus, uh, you know, in one of the biggest offices in the city, where am I going yeah. that I'm not going to get overpay yeah. and I can actually leave my house to walk to yeah. the store? Right. Listen, I mean, there, there is, that's the one, that's the best thing. And we, 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 we've been talking about it a lot over the past couple of weeks is you can always renegotiate the rate. You can never renegotiate the purchase price. Right? Sure. You know, you can always go down at the end of the day and, you know, refinance down the line, but what the asset you're buying, where you're buying it and everything that's fixed. Yeah. And is what it is. Right. So, you know, when you say you can't pick up the house and move it somewhere, so right. the land you got is right. the land you get. Right. Um, Unless you have a mobile home. Exactly. Right. right. And that's, you know, <laughs> fortunately. Yeah. It's not happening in Philly. Right? <laughs> not, so. not, not yet. Um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, you know, so for me, I, I, I'll be completely honest with you. And this is a neighborhood that I always look at and I think gets very, very soft very quickly. But I think it's due to the nature of really the demographic that's there. It's the Queen Village neighborhood. Right okay. Now. Queen Village, Queen Village right is now, nice. It's a beautiful neighborhood. Definitely. I grew up there and I bought my house in 2008 in Queen Village, right. 4th and Catherine. During kind of like the last well, downtime, uh, Mer Meredith is one of the Meredith. biggest schools over there, right? Yeah, Meredith's so. a great school there, and it's got a great parent uh, community uh, yep. organization there. That everybody's really active in the community, and it there, holds its value, I'm sure, over there. Holds its value, but that's funny. But when the market does correct, what you see is in Queen Village, you're going to get a lot longer term homeowners. You do get a little bit more parking in sense of like that's developed. The neighborhood's been developed, developed yeah. there. So there's garage parking and different right. things like that. Your street parking's not the best, but right. you know, but the fact is, is you're going to find the people there that have a lot of equity in their home yeah. that regardless of how much equity and they need to make a life move are going to make the life move. Okay. Um, I think you have to Good. look at the turnover of where the homes are and where people are at. Um, but I'm seeing a ton of value down at Queen Village Queen right Village. now. And it brings me back to when I bought my house because I remember Queen Village and buying my house and my wife and me like, I'll never be able to afford Queen Village. Yeah. And it was an exact time like this where some numbers soft and people kind of pulled back a little and bit. And then you got in. And then I got in. Yeah. And best investment I ever made. I turned that house into, which is now basically 
my new, you know, my next home. Oh, you know, and that was a very small 5% down purchase. Right. Rolled that all the way in up into my next that's home. That's awesome. And so like, that's the thing. That's what so it was I an investment. That it's works. an investment, you know, and yeah. the rate, rate, my rate was high. I think my, I forget exactly what my, what my rate was, but it wasn't in the fours. I right. know that for a fact. I had PMI. I had to go there. I had to get the appraisal. Okay. I was doing the whole thing. It's you not know? a big deal. Not a big deal. He and lived. He I, made it. I made it. Right. And, and, and truth be told, looking back on it, I wouldn't be where I was today if I didn't make that move then. Sure. In a setting of housing because I would have been competing with everybody. Yeah, so I think what yeah. I'm trying to get to there is that there's always the right opportunity for right situation. It's not going to work for everybody to buy right now. Right. It's just plain and simple, not going to work for everybody. But those who it does work for, there's opportunity out there. Um, Queen Village, I think, is huge. Another one, too, is Graduate Hospital. Okay. I mean, Graduate Good Hospital area. was a smoking hot neighborhood really since COVID. I, I, you know, we were a top-selling agent there in 21, 22, uh, 22 and I, I don't know where we're going to end up this year. But, you know, we're seeing numbers there where we were selling condo units at the four you know, uh, new construction condo units north of 475 a square. You're seeing them south of four right now. Wow. You know, full 10-year so, tax abatements right. and things like that too. And you got to remember too, the new construction market in certain places are always going to get a hit first because there's always more underlying back sure. end. Inventory developers have, you know, timing. They yeah. will move things. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, overall what you're seeing now is now you can see single family residential homes with parking almost as the same price as those. And that's that's a tough thing for a developer to combat. Okay. Um, it's a little bit of an easier thing for a seller to combat knowing that, Hey, I have a house with parking. That's, you know, maybe a little bit outdated, but the fact is once again, you can't park in parking. parking, you have your value yeah. there. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of value out in the area there. And, and then once again, I, I hate to be like the stereotypical neighborhood guy, but sitting right here, Fishtown right now, okay. there's, there's a lot of value out there. Yeah. There's houses that I would, that weren't listing right now that I would put on the market Hundred thousand dollars higher last year, and we go one hundred and fifty. You know, we probably so go still over going over, overbidding, yeah. and all that other stuff. In right. certain certain houses, now remember, every market at any time, the interest rates could be fifteen percent, and it could be you know the worst market in the world. You're still going to have multiple big con- sure. conversations and sure. com- you know competitions at times because there's people only one. People will always buy houses. People are always That's buying it. them, and then when it people matter. want that one, they're going to go get that. They don't one, care. Right? They don't care. They're going to get it what they need to get. Right. So you're still seeing that, and it's funny, but not not obviously at the level. No. Where. No. So, um, you know, there's a lot of value in Fishtown right now. Once again, okay. I think there's a ton of it. And I think um, you're getting a lot of, you're starting to see a lot of that pent up demand. My, yeah. my question, my concern is, is in what's next spring look like? Um, how much inventory, how much of that pent up demand's really been tight here for right. us for so long right. that. Well, here's what's going to happen. And I, I hate to say this, yeah. like, you know, at a rate of, you know, 8% right now, people are running away and saying, oh, you know, yep. maybe I should wait. The problem is, is that if they do wait, and the rates do come down, yeah. right? We're gonna have that whole Feeding massive farm. everybody off the fence, like you said. There's not gonna be. You think it, listings are bad now? Inventory, inventory is gonna get even worse. It's gonna right? be. So it's and that's really like. I mean, that's my perfect storm. In my opinion, if rates, you know, and who knows? But if they tick into that, you know, if they even get in, I say into the high fives. I, that, We're that, low six. You're gonna I see. I say. I say anything in the low sixes. In the low sixes, right? Is, could is, spark a big. Uh, you know, Turn. Listen, we're at eight now. I know. You know, and how funny is that? So it's two points you know? lower. I, 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 it's you know, you're, you're also going to have a refi boom, right? So you're gonna have everybody's going to refi or the, all the people that are waiting on the fence are going to jump off and say, I want to make a bid now. Yep. And where's the inventory? Yeah. And I think national NMA or MMA, NMA, geez. They just had their meeting, but I think uh, I was just reading a couple of stats. I think they had it here in Philly, yeah. Mortgage Association, and then they were- I Yeah, mean, it was I last think, week, I thought. Yeah, and yeah. last week, and yeah. uh, one of the bigger things, like over 60% of the mortgages in the United States are less than 4% right now. 
Wow. You know? And so, so like, that, you got to think about that. Right. That's why they're not you know, going just, anywhere, right? So, a four, But it's easier a four, for you to jump from a four to a six. Exactly. That's what I was going to get to. A four yeah. to an eight. Is, yeah, four to is, an eight's going to hurt. No one's going to do right. it. That's right. Not and, and, and we're looking, and it's funny, you're looking at the four people, and you're like, man, there's four guys. Like, that stinks. I know, right? Four. Yeah, right. Four. But the fact is, is like, you know, they the, both the four to six, they'll move. They'll, yeah. they'll transact. Yeah. You and know, that's especially when it's if they have equity sitting in their home. And, you know, I think that's what's important. I think that's what we're going to look at. I'm very intrigued to see how the, the millennial buyer pops back up in the in the city. Um, you know, I think we're going to have to look for more competitive programs and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've been leaning a lot into, you know, trying to find any available grants. First time buyer grants. Product, yeah. First time buyer I'm grants. Getting that more and more, you know, the first time buyer grants seem to be my every other call now. It's, you know, you know it's, uh, you know, how do I get the grant? Uh, $10,000, $5,000, whatever it may be. Yep. It looks like the buyers want these grants. And uh, you're right. They have to be more more readily. The problem is, is that the guidelines, sometimes you're a little bit tougher to get these yep. grants, right? That's, that's the biggest issue. You're over the income limit. Yeah. Your uh, your credit score may not be high enough. You you know, you uh, you know have too much money in the bank. Like they look for different things from some, that person and say you're over location, location Or location. Centra, you know, Correct. track. So right. it's, it's so, yeah, it's tough. But I mean, that's really- But if you of, can get it, it's great. Yeah, and that's really what we're leaning into. And I love hearing you talk about that, Alex. But like even, not even just my younger ages, but even my more seasoned agents, it's like, it's kind of mortgage 101. And yeah. we have it really monthly kind of at this point where we're coming in, we're talking about new fresh products yeah. because every thing, every like, and right in the beginning, when we start jumping, everybody was on up to the three, two, one buy down, and then everyone rolled the arms. Uh, I know. And, uh, you know, there's there's so many. Everybody's uh, got know. the new flavor right. of the month. Right. But the fact is, is if you know them all and you know them well and you know your client, then you can put something together sure. and you can curate a package. Right. On. There's always something out it. there. Yeah, and that's why we love working with like strong people like you who are creative, who have ways and can get innovative to try to figure out how to make something work. Because the fact is, is you know, like I said, I you know, I'm not working a ton of buyers, but I'm out there running buyers yeah. right now, yeah. just understanding. The fact is. I'm piecing these things together and just yeah. understanding. It. And it's just like, that's all the agent has to do. It's just like, you have to take a step back, kind of evaluate each client and put a real business plan together for them. Yeah. And make sure that you're the all- best the best agents that I'm working with going. are the ones that get their hands dirty, yeah. right? The best agents that I work with are the ones that go into it as a team, right? If they need something from me, they get it. If I need something from them, I get it. Right. So yep. there is no, they hand me the contract and then we don't talk to them again. Yeah. You got right. Good days. Man. Those were the good days, you know, where <laughs> they respect. just handed me the, right, where they, listen, I, I didn't mind it either yeah, because no, it was, no, of course. They, they just, the deal flew through and yep. then I'll see you closing. Hey, right. Everybody, so that, everybody was happy and we made a lot of money and it was great. Yeah. Right. So, and the, and the clients were happy too. But the thing is, is that those days are over. Yeah. Everybody has to be on board now. The, the best agents and the strongest agents, and I'm sure you're managing a lot of them are, you know, either all in or all out. That's now. it. There's you know? no, you cannot play. There's no two ends of the street. It's, it's, you have to double down more than ever. I mean, that's, right. that's, that's the biggest, biggest thing is we're challenging our agents now more than ever. And, yeah. and I, I think some of them hate us for it. Right. Um, but yeah. they will thank us for it. And yeah. the ones that are thanking for it right now are the ones that love it. Right. right. They're, they're, they're the ones that's your yeah, Do you see a lot them. of them going MIA right now? You see a lot of them where, uh, you know, this guy was active and all of a sudden he's gone. Like well, he's just, uh, you know, is a lot of scared or what's I, going on there? I have to be honest. We don't really hire a recruit to that, truthfully. I like, I, you know, we hire and train to a very specific type of so you hand So when you, you want. Oh, yeah, I mean, we're very selective. We, we always say hire slow, fire quick. Okay. And that's, and Good. that's why I think my retention rate. So, you know, knock on wood tight, like, right. cause we don't really just bring anybody yeah. in, you know, yeah. we want to know what your goals you are and they them. need to align with That's mine. Good. They need to align with my entire team, entire company. So sure. the people that are coming in here, they know they're a, they're a certain type of person. They have a certain drive. They want something a little 
Yeah. So we, you know, we typically, that's when we start to lean into them when things are going south or when things get a little sour, that's when we really ramp up. Right. So, you know, and that's the funny thing is like, and going back, like my business grew during COVID. Yeah. Like everybody was laying people off and I'll never like, that was really my springboard was, um, well, you could pick them up, right. As they're being laid off, if they're half decent and, and you think you could do something with them. You, they may have joined you. Well, it was even, that's really when my, I didn't even mean in a sense of agents. It was yeah. just in a sense of, I was looking around and seeing everybody scared. Okay. And I was like, yeah. I was looking around in the setting of like, look, even my competition, like, oh man. Yeah, yeah, they were no scared. One's, everyone's <laughs> laying people off. I went on the He full, probably loved it. I, I, right. I went through sure. offensive. I was hired. That's why I hired my, my director of marketing, and which really like kind of like springboarded my business and then went out. And then that was yeah. when I really brought in my first team at the end of, you know, toward, sort towards 21, different things like that. So that's always been the, the nature JRE here is just like putting our heads down and yeah. just kind of like, yeah. we love, we love the mud. You know, we like being the, the nitty right. gritty. We like grinding through it because like you said, the good times will come and yeah. anybody can handle the good times. Right. It's those that can really flourish and lean into the hard times and, and the, still have a the smile. The good times will come back. They will. No doubt. Okay. So we're back uh, with Jim Rocher. We're, we're on a roll on the Philly market. He obviously has gone through a lot with us and, you know, he, uh, his insights, I think, will go a long way if you're listening to this podcast. So you definitely want to tune in. You know, he started on his own, right? He was a uh, Cobalt banker, you know, a, a solo agent. And that's huge in this market or even in an old market because a lot of these agents go with teams. But let's just say I want to start a team, right? So I think a lot of these agents, they get to a point where they're, you know, they, they close a few deals, they get all excited, right? And then all of a sudden they want to be, you know, they want to be Jim Roach, right? Or or, the, or McCann or whoever they want to be, right? 40, 50 people under them, yep. right? So what do I do? How long should I be in the business before I do that? Yep. And then, you know, what's the, why should I do that? Or why should I hold back? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, listen, you know, like, how long have we got, Alex? Says, right? <laughs> like, right. I, mean, I mean, they come up to me all the time and say, how do you, who yeah. are you and how do you do what you do, Alex? And like, how do I get there? Yeah. Right. So where do you, where do you go? It's, it, I think it's really, really different for everybody, Alex. It's, I, once again, it goes back to like, it's part of the journey. It's part of the process. Yeah. Right. Um, I think for me, I will, like, I, I, I'm very always, I'm always very honest when I say, you know, you can emulate and you can come and grow what I did. I don't sure. suggest it. <laughs> right. Truthfully. We never suggest it. And, and, and the fact is, you is, know. you know, I grew 1100% in, in volume units in, in almost the three years. Okay. You know, like it, and so that's, it just exploded. And, that, and the explosion exposed a lot of weaknesses and a lot of gaps. Yeah. And I think that's like one, one vision and one value of a good business is being able to take two steps back, knowing you're only going to take one steps forward, especially somebody like myself, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm so growth oriented that I just always want to go, you know? Sure. And for this year, for us to end with an agent, you know, really like agent count being net, like net neutral, meaning like, Hey, we're, we're flat where we were last year. Yeah. It's kind of like, that's a metric in my head. That's making me go, oh, but in my heart and in my mind, no, you just don't right want to take on anybody. Right. Yeah. And it's I mean, not, it's just in a setting of like, we're being really strategical and practical. And I yeah. think that's what I'm trying to get to is really, right. I think if you're going to build a team, I think you not only have to look at, you know, where the market is today, but where the market is when the team's going to be at the position sure. in which you want to grow it. Sure. Right. So for now, me, if I'm on your team and I come up to you and say, Jim, I think I want to start my own team. Yeah. Are you evaluating? Are you saying, listen, right. man, you're great, yep. but maybe you should step back? Yeah. No, or- I mean, like, so, you know, we made a bunch of changes to our model this year that we're going to be starting in front of next year um, to allow and to really um, 
allow the agents to go take that next step. You know, for me, like my whole thing, once again, is growth, right? Like yeah. I want my agents coming in at zero and outgrowing me. Sure. Because if they're growing, I'm growing. Yeah. And it's, everybody's growing. Right. right? And that's just right. really, and that's the, look good too. that's the litmus test for us. Like, Hey, or is everybody succeeding? Are they doing it with a smile on their face? So I think the first thing I would tell you is just to really understand what you want to build and how you want to build it. I think the, uh, the second part of it too, is really understanding the market too. Yeah. You know? So when I started to grow the team, I didn't want to be a large team. To be honest, and right. a lot of my team members happened. here, well, it happened because of need. Um, I'm 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 very very passionate and understanding of the market. I like I study this. I love this yeah. business. Like I don't even, I rarely watch TV. Like I don't want to sound like one of those guys. I don't watch TV. Yeah. It's not in a setting that I don't want to watch it. It's just I'm much more tuned into reading yeah. and understanding and yeah. playing with things. Yeah. So like I'll lay in bed with my wife and we'll watch something. Like even in the Phillies game last night, I'm tagged in. I'm biggest sports fan you have in the world. And I'm on, I'm on my phone. I'm, sure. I'm R&D. Working. You know, I'm R&D. Well, that's how we are wired. And that's how I'm wired. So yeah. like it's, it becomes, True. it becomes an obsession. And I think you have to have that obsession too, because yeah. if you lose that passion in the business in the middle of this grind, in the middle of the grow of what you're trying to build, it's not going to work. I think for me, every day I come in here, I'm excited as hell. Yeah. You know, and I think my team's like that. Like I'm smiling now, even talking about it. But yeah, yeah. I think that that's good is though. number. Yeah, it, it is. Gotta be you like need that. to have the passion because that's this is a hard, hard business. Now, getting back to the smaller team versus the larger team, I wanted to be a small team. I really wanted to just focus and be a small team. I wanted to be that, you know, sure. I consider this team, I want to be the Avengers of real estate, yeah. right? Meaning yeah. like most badass people that whatever yep. they need to be specifically focused on, yep. like they're yep. the best at it. I love that. And that's what we want to be. Right. So I started to realize you can't do that as a small team, you yeah. know? And, that, and the fact is, is like small Jim Roche with one assistant and one marketing coordinator couldn't compete with you know, even the Mike McCann's or Brian Sarahans and, and the way the yeah. world and the business is going yeah. with brands yeah. and, right. and, and with digital exposure, you, the bigger and the stronger you are, the, the better. better. And, and, I think that's really where I think I see a lot of this business going to. I think that do the I large need a team, mentor right now? I mean, is it is it good? To, yeah, and and that's that's one thing that I would also say to go get as well. Because when I was starting to grow my team, I was so young and dumb, I didn't know anything. Right. And and for me, like I was coming up underneath and uh, Noah and Sky Michaels, David, yeah, and then yeah. eventually Mike McCann, and yep. you know these guys are growing businesses. But I'm also a male and I'm a hard headed guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Going, oh, I'm I'm going <laughs> to figure this out myself. And like the fact is, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, until yeah, you. Until you, you make you, yeah, you, see, you, you lose a couple of thousand bucks, you make some really bad decisions. You go knocking like, hey, right. hey I need your help. help. <laughs> I need your um, help. Yeah, but yeah. just go out and ask, man. Like, because truthfully for me, this is why I love doing these things with like good people like you because whatever I can do to go back and empower people to miss and skip the steps that I should have skipped sure. or wish I did, yeah. I think that's a win. I always, am, I'm, I'm here all the time. I always say my phone's on for anybody and everybody. Yeah. You know, that makes a bad sometimes phone for me. My phone it gets jammed up. But yeah. like the fact is I'm going to get everybody I can their time. Yeah. Um, and for me, I mean, giving back work, right? I mean, it, giving it back and education, you got to respond and you got to communicate and, you know, listen, if you're on the beach on a Sunday afternoon, if you don't take that phone call and get that deal, you know, listen, I have Pleasure. a wife and kids too, right? Yep. And are they excited about me taking phone calls at two o'clock in the afternoon and, and walking off the beach to go take the phone call or go back on my laptop and do the pre-approval because you need it, yep. right? Yep. Because the offer's got to be in by five o'clock yeah. that day. Deadline, deadline, deadline. deadline, deadline if you deadline. don't do it, someone else will. Someone else will. And it's the God honest truth. And I think that's right now... Um, one of the biggest things you have to remember. And the you people that were do it. doing it when the business was busy, you know, those are people that are still doing They're it. Still doing it. They're still they, doing they it. They never, they were they trained change. that way. Exactly. They are in a routine and that's why they're still successful exactly. in this market. And that's going back to what we were talking about with our new agents. Like they're learning on the 
best. Yeah. Like we taught, we, I kind of train them in their brains of when you business plan, that's your salary. Yeah. That yeah. Net number you're walking home with, that's your salary. And all you have to do is this every single week. There's no different, yeah. right? If you hit no science, there's no science to I it. Know. But people just I think know. the difference that I'm just not, you know, since we're not just giving them the right. paycheck, they don't have to. <laughs> right. It's, it's one of those, like, it's that mental breakthrough where it hit for me where I was like, Oh, you do don't, X, Y, you and Z, I'll get. You get paid. Oh, if you okay. don't, then you don't get paid. And then you right? just get, I mean, it's, that's, uh, it's you pretty know. simple. So, you know, a lot of people are out there just like the, the right ones will help themselves and lead themselves to it. But, you know, going back to what you're saying, as far as building a team, like definitely get a mentor and understand yeah. what they're building and what you really want to build is understand what you want. I yeah. think I always say here, life by design, right? Like that's one of the biggest things. That's my goal in life is to yeah. build a life by design. Sure. What is that? It's whatever the hell I want to do, whatever the hell I want to do. Right. Right? right. That's the so beautiful that's feeling. It's a beautiful feeling. Me and my family want to get but up and go. But he built that, right? I mean, yeah. you don't, again, you don't get this overnight, right? So a lot of the newer loan officers that I'm training or, or ask me questions, you don't get it overnight, right? You got it. It takes a long it. time. I, I still, I, you know, I've had some times where you get little tastes of it, but that's what gets me even more hungry. It gets you pumped up. Yep. Sure. Just a little bit of a taste of it. And that's, that's the, uh, that's the exciting part. Man. Yeah. That's what I love yeah. about this business and like just this journey and being an entrepreneur. Like every day is an exciting new challenge, yeah. you know, every single day. And you know, there's, there's going to be good ones. There's going to be really bad right. ones. Right. You got to focus on the good ones and just keep rolling with the bad ones. All right. So not to jump off a topic, uh, if there's an, uh, was an important uh, update that was done this week uh, or actually it's coming due. I think that they're releasing this new guideline on November 18th or in that area where multi-units are big in oh, Philly, yeah. obviously, and multi-units now you can do with 5% down on a conventional deal. That was unheard of, yeah. right? So that's going to open up doors for more buyers that I can take on myself to approve, to, to get back to, to guys like this so that they can go out shopping. You know, everybody was having to go FHA with 3.5% down to do a multi-unit uh, because the, the conventional multi-units were 15% down and 20% down and, and sometimes even more. Right. And people don't have that kind of money. So they, they had to do it as a, as an FHA deal. Yep. But now with this new opening of 5% down conventional, uh, with a multi-unit, what do you think here? Are there a lot of multi-unit? I mean, it seems like there are a there, lot of them in the city. There's a lot. And I think, you know, so that's one of the areas right now that we, the market in a, in a setting of market, once that, once there's rates jumped, I mean, those deals didn't work. They didn't do anymore. So, right. you know, the investor multifamily market is really only right now trading cash to cash hand because yeah. the, you know, you're, your buyer who may buy the buy the building, living unit A and rent building B, it's just not they didn't have the affordability, nor they majority didn't it. have the cash on hand. Correct. So I think that's going to be a really nice product. It should open up. Market. It should open up our market. It should open up a lot of first-time home buyers. A lot of people like we were just talking about, Alex, like for myself, that hey, yeah, the rate's high, but if the numbers and the situation right. works and your rents are covered and you're getting the and you're getting you're, you're getting everything you need there, the equity. And, you know, obviously paying down your loan, but also the appreciation you're going to see over time buying in a market like this where there's not that much competition. That's yeah. a purchase that will change home buyers' lives in the future. Right. And I'm I telling think, you right And I think now. that's where we're going to see a jump up of, and I of think more that's, people. And that's yeah. when we we're, once again, going back to like the loan products and opening up different loan products and Gotta just being aware of them. I think that's one of the things because if that eases, eases just a little bit of a marketplace, it's going to ease a little bit more yeah. and so on yeah. and so forth. So, um, I mean, we were really excited to hear that. Obviously, like yeah. you went on Instagram or anything, every mortgage guy in it. America, well, every mortgage know. guy in America was blasting out. But no, but it's like, so like it kind of in the beginning, you didn't really understand it. But the way you, you know, like this is the first time really vocally talking about it, but hearing yeah, it in the big. way it brings, it's 
a big, big it's a big you know? it's a big change. And I you think know, it'll the, help the problem in the loan in the mortgage industry is loan officers. You know, they they will only come alive on on Instagram or Facebook if there's. 16 other loan officers saying the same thing, right? right? But if if no loan officers are talking, then they're not talking. And that's the problem. You cannot be hidden. Even as a real estate agent, we do a lot of marketing. Like I have a marketing guy on my team that does the marketing for agents like yourself, right? And, uh, you know, they don't, if we come to them and say, listen, you got to get your name out there, right? If you don't get your name out there, how are they going to know that you're a real estate agent? And it's the same thing with a loan officer. If you don't get your name out there, how are they going to know? Now, I'm not talking about copying somebody else's post verbatim. That's not uh, the way to get your name out there. You put your own stuff out there. You beat everybody else before they put it up. Yeah. Right, and then you put it yourself, or you put your, or you put it in your own words. You put it in your own words. You know, just so, the way you are. And I think real estate agents are the same kind of like they'll copy everything everybody else is doing. Yeah, and then they're they make it. They, they don't say anything different other yeah. than what the other guy said. Yeah, yeah. and no, there's no marketing going on there. That's no, just generic. It's you know? it's but it's you know I'm trying to get into what you were saying. It's it, those are the things and those are the topics that I think are really going to make a, you know a, pr- a pretty big yeah. impact for our marketplace. Yeah. That's going to help keep pushing us along. It's just that you know like obviously this year you're going to feel the market. The market right now saying. We're about down here locally in Philly, about twenty two percent year yeah, over year. Yeah, I'll tell you, like it's it's in a majority of like people's businesses and agents' businesses that you feel it's closer to thirty to forty. Yeah, just because of the people they're transacting with and who they're trans where they're transacting things like that. So um, the fact is, is anything any of those little wins, any of those little things for our agents to be able to even just pick up the phone and call the clients right now. They're just right. little they're right. just little wins, but there's yeah. there's opportunities and that opens the door for people. And I think that's really right now what everybody needs yeah. to focus on. Yeah. Any door, anything that's cracked open, open yeah. it up and see what the hell's inside there. So I, I used to have an sorry. office on Pashyank Ave uh, back in 18. Um, this is before we moved into Center City office. We were we, we, we moved from Pashyank Ave to, to Broad and Lombard. Yeah, yep, I remember So yeah. um, on Pashyank Ave, I had a few loan officers with me and uh, young guys, yep. and uh, we would print flyers out and put them in people's yeah. Car windows yep. to refinance. Yep. I mean, that's what it was. Yep. You had to hustle, yep. right? You were on the ground floor and that's it, man. You put the flyer in the window and then you hoped that they would call you. Yep. Maybe you did get a call. Maybe you didn't, but it's, you did it every week. That's it. You know, I mean, yep. that's just what it is. It's so funny. Know? Like when we were talking about the guys here that are here, like Nick and Andrew and Colin and, yeah. and, and Young uh, guys. Marco, you know, like when we started a call, well, when I went getting also going to the point of saying like, that's just what you thought you did. Like it was part of the job. Like yeah. I came in the office, they That's were all just, we just, everybody just got up at two o'clock and everybody went out the door. We all were going door knocking. Yeah. And it was just kind of like part it's of the game. It was. it was just what it was. It was the job. Yeah, you know, and I think that's just kind of where we are right now. It's yeah, just, we have you to get back to going get back on to the, the street drive. again. Got to get back out again. there and get more active. And which I don't and, mind. Me neither. I, I, I think that's it. fun. We love it. You I know, mean, I mean, Nick talk all the time. It's like, man, I'm like, we're we're lead generating, like having time to actually sit down and actually pick up the phones. Right. And like, it's like so good just to reconnect and get yes. out back out there. So yeah. So yeah. I think, um, and, and that makes me sound like like an old an old dog to be like, well, oh, listen, go back to the old days. But it's 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 it is sometimes you got to be the old dog because the young dogs look up to the old. Dog, yeah, it's right. It's, it's and, uh, it's you know, you got it. You need you need a mentor to do that. So, yeah. all right. So, listen, is it going to be a long, cold winter? I don't know. Right? Everybody's asking me that every day. You know, what's going to happen in December, January, and February? Alex, we're going to go into the coldest months ever in in, in real estate coming up uh, with rates staying at eight uh, percent. You know, historically, houses don't sell in December, January, February, which I find false because I've done a lot of business mm-hmm. in December and January in my past career, uh, time. Right. So what's the prediction coming up here for 2024? 
the Jim Roach prediction, the one that everybody's been waiting for, right? The yeah. one, the one that you, you know, that we want to know. Like, yep. what's going to happen in 2024? Will the rates come down? When do you think they'll come down? Is real estate going to make that big turnaround? Yeah. At better numbers in 2024 versus 2023. Yeah. Uh, let's let's put out the disclaimer that I don't know. You know yeah. <laughs> I don't know bleep. I'm just kidding. All right. So listen, <laughs> I may have talked a little bit too much on that. No, right? so, no it's fine. I, I, I'm laughing. I'm yeah. laughing. But what? You know, it's it's a really good question. It's something I, th I think about every day. And I promise you, Alex, if I mean, you're are you sitting here tomorrow, you would ask me. Yeah. I mean, listen. The fact is, I'm not. Okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not worried. Um, am I worried about certain things in certain situations? Yes. But am I worried about the whole entire um, market? Am I worried about like my team in general business in general? I'm not, I just, I, I do think we are, and we do have a few dark months ahead. Okay. Um, but I think that being said, exactly. Like there you is said, light. There's the light the at the end of the tunnel. Yep. Um, and I always have my best quarters, quarter four and quarter one. Yeah. Every right? single year. Why? December's Alex? a great month. Why? Because people are closing when no one else is in the market. Exactly. They steal those deals. Exactly. A lot of them want to close by the end of the year. Exactly. Right? They want to get it on the books before January 1st. Yep. And then a lot of them get a jump start in that winter month because yep. no one else is doing it. That's what I'm going to so, so what I'm getting to in my real evaluation of how 24 is going to be is I know there's houses that are going to sell next year. Sure. I know for a guaranteed fact. Yeah. And the way I'm looking at it is I'm, I have to go out and get my lion's share and get the most of it. Yeah. Because I know everybody's thinking about it. At the end of the year, people are going to be getting their GPAR dues and their MLS bills. And I they're going to be thinking about it. It's going to hurt. They're going to be thinking about if they're going to renew that license. So those sure. people are going to be more on the sideline. Those are the people taking one to two to three deals off of you know the greater mass from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Agents that are out there doing exactly like you and I were talking about and repeating the items, whether it's December 23rd or, or December 30th, right? Like during those times, the people that are out there doing it, they're not going to see a change in the marketplace. They're going to see the same business they've seen last year. It's just going to be it's level. It's just going to be level and flat and business as usual. It's going to be tough. You know, you're going to lose deals. You're going to lose bids. It's yeah. going to be exactly as you have right now. It's right. going to be a dogfight. You know, that being said, if you look at the greater macro level of things, like, right, like, all right, election year is coming up next year. Typically, that helps to loosen some sure. things up. Hopefully, we maybe get some, get some help there. But we really don't know. But right. once again, getting back to, like, that's why I said I don't know anything. What I do this know is, is what I can handle is right. my activities and what my agents are doing every single day. Because I can tell you, one guarantee I know is there'll be just, there'll, there will be houses selling in this city next year. And sure. I will be a part of them. And that's how we really look at it. So right. I do think. Grander, grander scheme, I think, kind of like you're saying. I think kind of coming out of the spring after the bleak winter months where everyone's kind of pent up. And, you know, if even if rates kind of settle a little bit more and we get a little tiny dip, I think we can have a good spring market. Yeah. Um, our summer market here in Philly is always worse than our, our, our winter market. Right. Why? Everybody's, Everybody's sure. Everyone's all over the place. No sure. one's shopping houses. No one wants to prep no. their houses. So right. the winter markets aren't as bad as everybody likes to think. Um, and one of the biggest things I like to say, we we're just talking about business planning, everything like that. Over it's my, it's my favorite stat. Eighty six percent of the time, you don't hit your quarter one goal. You don't hit your year end goal. Right. You got to so hit that quarter. You got to come out up. strong. So that's what we're preaching to our clients here. Is we really have four. We have a year right here. These next two months, Q four and Q one, will change your business and your life. Through the next shift until the next shift. Right. Think about that. So what you do now is what's going to happen for quarter one, six months going in November and and, uh, and on. I if, call if it. If I told you, if right, if I told you, Alex, like six months of the hardest grind ever for ten or maybe even six years of just like running great business, right? Everyone's going to do it. it. Everybody sign up for it, you know. And that's just kind of how you have to look at it. And if it's eight months, then it's eight months. If it's right. four, great for you. Right. If it's twelve, right. 
you know, it is what it is. You yeah. just have to keep and stay on that journey. Yeah. That. So I do think we're going to, I think we're probably going to have a very similar year to how we have this year. I think the sales will probably end up probably pretty balanced. Um, I do think prices will start to transact and come down a little bit. Okay. We're not seeing out as much right now. Um, certain neighborhoods and certain areas will hold. I, I know that for a fact. Um, you know, but the fact is, is I think there's going to be a little bit of a shift in pricing. There's the people that are out there that yeah. are going to be value opportunist, opportunistic buyers are going to find great right, deals. Right. Okay. And I think there's going to be transactions next year. It's just not going to be, you know, what it was in 21 and 22, you know, tw and early 22. Markets. And it's a very normal market. And right. that's just really where I think we're headed towards. And that's very that's no not a bad normal thing. is fine, man. It's not a bad normal's thing. Normal's good. We can take And normal. listen, if the volume is the same this year uh, or next year as it is this year, that's not a bad thing either, guys. So you know, don't yep. think, oh, well, I closed 20 million and now in 2024, I only closed. What do you mean you only closed 20 million? 20 million is an awesome number, well, right? I mean, no one's doing that. So let's just do it. Another thing you have to think about too, Alex, is if you sell, if the, let's just say the same amount of houses sell this year as next year, what's not going to be the same next year? The amount of agents. Right. So your opportunity right. and your yes. value, the number of There's transactions out there available be to you to are go going around. to be more. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Right. And that's what you're going to see. That's the good see. stuff. That's yes. the good stuff. So harbor your energy into that. Okay. Right. Don't think about 8% interest rates. Think about the people that are leaving because of the 8% interest rates and how much better it's going to be in your life that yeah. you're going to have to be able to get, you'll be able to get to work these people. Right. So, right. you know, hey, there may be, instead of you doing 10 transactions, there's an opportunity in a world yeah. Averagely, statistically, for you to do 14 transactions, do you not think you're going to go do 18? Yeah. When you have the opportunity to do more because you already did more with the with the market and the sample size you were set. So listen, I'm being asked about this this buyer commission lawsuits that are going yeah. on, right? Yeah. They're yeah, they're, they're big. I'm going to go that. a little off the topic here because yeah. it's it's been bothering me a little bit because I'm a getting I'm getting agents that are asking me. I'm getting loan officers that are asking me, Alex, what's going to happen? Is this going to change the whole game? Are we all in trouble? You know, is there going to be another real estate going to go out? Is BlackRock going to buy every house on the market as an investor? And then there's going to be any houses to buy, you know, because no one's paying any commissions to the agents. And then the agent's going to all disappear by the end of the year. What's going to happen? So what is really happening here with this commission thing? I mean, in your opinion. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it depends on how, you know, how, um, how deep we want to get to it. But it's all, it's dating back to the Sherman Antitrust Act, I think, of 18. 71, is I want to say. I wanted, I, listen, if I nail that, that's great. Wow. If, 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 that, I mean, seriously, uh, if, if I nail that, I'll I'm going to look that up when after we're done here. And if he's right, <laughs> we got to figure out what we're going to get him, right? <laughs> uh, World Series game one. World Series game <laughs> two. I'm just sure. Yeah. Um, but, but so really, that's really what it's boiling down to. And and in essence, what it was is it was a, uh, a lawsuit out in Missouri. Yeah. And um, basically, it was the big names, big three, you know, big players. You had Keller Williams, uh, you know, um, Realogy, uh, what, I forget what the hell they're called. But anyway, long story short, um, anywhere, they've just basically set, they just settled out. There was three people that were basically going out and they were saying that per MLS laws and rules and restrictions, you cannot, you basically were required to offer a buyer agency commission. And okay. Basically in a setting, that was basically illegal due to sure. laws. And one okay. of the, what everybody was going back and forth with was you're requiring basically a seller to pay basically the other side's compensation when they really had no representation yeah. or yeah. just whatever. Um, long story short, everybody began to settle out. Keller Williams actually went into court last week. I saw that. Um, and, yeah. you know, they're, they are planning on fighting a course and fighting a case. Uh, KW's in a little bit of a specific and special circumstance because they are private. You know, private I mean, I've already had real estate offices reach out to me saying, can you come into my meeting because we're going to be already making these changes. I don't, I don't think it's 
No, so care, the changes, right? the changes that so basically uh, anywhere who just basically settled uh, came out and said they made there's three real change there's three real changes that they're coming into with and number one basically agents can't say that buyer services are free. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, you should have known, right. you know, because nothing's right. free in this world. Sure, <laughs> um, right. that we was the that. one number one biggest Which change. Is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, number two is where they were not requiring them to list and have homes have a set number on uh, buyer agency commission, right. um, so they don't have to do that anymore. That being said, that's the way it's been in multiple MLS areas throughout the country. You yeah. know, there's, I know there's some, some, some of that stuff happens over in Jersey. Some happens here in Philly. The biggest thing I think what where a lot of people were concerned about was- Is the buyer having to pay the buyer's agent their commission directly instead of the listing agent paying or the list the seller paying it. Yep. Uh, they won't have the money. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's, that's basically what the biggest, biggest concern is. But I think once again, all it really turns us into is opening up to negotiations. So okay. when you're purchase offering your agreement, who's going to be requesting or paying for the commission, you can yeah. still ask for the seller to pay the commission, right? Sure. Um, your buyer agency commission. I think the way in the world, the way I really pitched this and talked to this to my team was this is great for people like us. And yeah. Why? It's because now you're not guaranteed your value because somebody else said it. Right. You're guaranteed your value because you had to show it to well, a would buyer. Would that be a and seller credit to. now? I guess right. Well, then that's that. Yeah, that's how it would operate. The seller would provide a credit. But a credit. How yeah. many how many sellers you want to know right now that want to provide a credit? Every single one of them. <laughs> right. right. Because of the way the market is. Exactly sure. right. Which they weren't doing during the pandemic. Yep. But now yep. they're all giving credits because they're trying to get rid of their houses. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. But I think what it, we're really boiling into is it's a, not a situation where NAR or anybody's coming in to try to say that the buyer agent isn't the, isn't the right way to do business. I yeah. don't think that's what it is. I think it's really the, the, the payment and the commission dollar amount. Um, and the fact is, once again, if it comes into a situation where you have to go and negotiate your contract, it's the same exact thing you do when you go in to get a listing every single time. Sure. Hey, show yes. your value. And if you deliver your value, you get paid. If not, I'm going to terminate it, cancel a listing and give it to somebody else. Right. It's right. the same exact business. So, so does it make it a little bit harder? It makes it, it a little a, bit harder, but the agents that have value, that deserve, that can deliver value. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. Right. So, so that's why the strongest are going to survive, obviously. That's what it gets right? to. And that's and why, the, that's and why the, we look at it as exciting time because because the people that are getting, who's this crush? Zillow, right? Yeah. Think about our big box competitors where they're taking oh, our Zillow's data trouble. and no selling doubt. it out. I'm not going to pay Zillow uh, thousands and thousands of dollars to yeah. potentially get a, to get a go in, to get a contract to negotiate what I'm going to pay, yeah. right? Or what I'm going to get paid, right? It's not like a, fe a set fee. Yeah. Zillow bases their whole product, Redfin, all those guys, they base their whole product off of two and a half, half percent buyer yeah. agency commission. Oh, by the leaves. way, Zillow has their own mortgage company, everyone. So you know, look out, loan officers, because if you think your leads aren't going to Zillow, they are. They are. Yeah, the mortgage company, they have their own in-house mortgage company now. So, yep. you know, if, a lot of loan officers partner with Zillow yep. and realtors yep. uh, to get their leads. And what they're not being told is a lot of these leads are I going to their in-house mortgage company. And Zillow's really not saying anything about it. So Yeah, that's you know, really, I mean. That's my shot at Zillow for the week. Yeah, and when <laughs> I, when I, well, here's my shot, and I tell Zillow every single week. But my yeah, yeah. goal, the way yeah. I look at, the way I look at any business when I'm, opening and turning or trying to create a new lead generation source. It's how can I beat that buyer to Zillow? Yeah. That's, that's solely my name of the game. And that's what I think about. You have to look ahead into the future, right? I knew I wasn't going to be able to buy and build a business off of buying leads. That's why I never bought one. That's good. Because I knew everybody could do it. Yeah. I had to create something that was niche, something that was set to me that yeah. only worked for me. Yeah. And that's why I always led that way. Now we're a bigger team now, right? So we do run some Zillow flex, which I freaking hate. Yeah. Um, God, I did that. <laughs> That's no, right. <laughs> you know, like it's 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 the uh, that's one of the situations where you get into. But it's it's you know that's 
kind of wrapping us all the way back, Alex, back to the NAR lawsuit and yeah. um, all that. I just so think it's, in, it's in boiling his, in. In your eyes, it's a good thing, which is which is. I think great. it's a good thing. I yeah. think it requires agents to show value, to deliver value every single time. Um, I don't think it really changes much for anybody else on the mortgage side yeah. um, or anything like that. I think it just makes you really want to strengthen the people yeah. who you think are strong, who are going to be the winners and the leaders in the beginning, right. and, uh, obviously, and at the end. So, so in closing, we are uh, thanking Jim Roach for taking his time out to give us some really good stuff, right? So, you know, you got to get it from a guy like this because you, you don't, not to put down other agents, right? But you got to go to the experienced ones that are still doing it. You know, his name is uh, gold when you when you talk to anyone in the Philly market. If they don't know who he is, then I, I, you're not in, in real estate. You know, so you, you, you know it, right? So you, you, you got to take the information from him. I, I thank you for coming on. Uh, because, thank you, know, you for you having are, me. You know, you are definitely uh, giving us a, a lot of information that I don't think people know. Yeah, it's been, um, and, and I, I love being having an opportunity to have a voice and being able yeah. to deliver it. And, yeah. You know, obviously, thank you, Alex, and you know your team. You've got some been great partners to us. And thank Kyle you. Williams and, yeah. And, uh, we support you. And you awesome. Know, anybody, any agents out there that want to obviously get some more information or have a conversation with us, you can reach out to me. It's simple, Jim at J R R E Team, or yep. uh, you know, look us up Facebook, Instagram, or whatever. Um, we'd love to have you have come in, talk some, com have a conversation. Talk awesome, man. Thanks, Good stuff. Alex. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Thank you. you guys. And uh, tune in Wednesday, 9 a.m., right? Anywhere where your podcasts are, you got to listen to this one. If you don't, then I don't know, you shouldn't be in real estate. So, <laughs> that's my opinion. Have a nice day. Thank you. <laughs>